millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Mr. Coffer. I'll let you have some sort of intro for this, but I, you know, I'm not going to use this improviser. Don't worry about it. It's the Justice League. What else do you need than us two people? How's Mr. Josh Brown doing? I'm doing all right. I had a nice um, long weekend over the Easter weekend, Scott. Played a lot of games, you know, mm. broke a lot of controllers, but I'm back. I'm back and <laughs> rejuvenated now. You might say those controllers broke themselves. The, the PS5 yes. controllers, the, either the trigger's going or the drift's going. Touch wood. I have no wood in my vicinity. Touch this table. Um, <laughs> my stuff so far is held together, but you, you're the second person I know. I mean, Ben Royce is broken. Yours is broken. It's not doing very well. Literally, mine and Ben Roy's broke within like five days of each other. He had the um, trigger yeah. issue. And I woke up Saturday morning. I woke up early, man, to play Borderlands 3. And I can't then believe that jumped on. in 2021, but <laughs> carry on. I jumped on and I just started drifting left. And I was like, this is bad. This is oh. not good. And it ruined my day. But it's fine. I got a, a same day delivery of a new controller. I shouldn't have had to, but, mm. you know, it's all fixed now. That's good. I think, yeah, I mean, we, we sort of treat this Monday slot as just whatever's going on in the industry. And there's very little going on in the industry, but there are actual games to talk about. Both of us picked up Disco Elysium, um, initially released in 2019, I think, on the PC, um, but now getting the final cut on uh, consoles, or at least on PS4 and PS5, um, which comes with like a fully voiced. Uh, they've managed to go back. Apparently there's over a million lines of dialogue in it. I kind of heard that yeah. statistic doing the rounds. Um, but yeah, Disco Elysium is like a top-down RPG, sort of very much reads your thoughts, your inputs. It's very dialogue-driven. Um, and it very it just suggests different things. It's like, oh, you think this way, don't you? And it like gives you a trophy and maybe it outs you as a filthy centrist like it did with me. I got the most boring <laughs> centrist ever trophy was the first thing I unlocked. I was like, well, look, I'm just trying to figure out this particular context before I ha- uh, go in with all the hashtag opinions. Um, but yeah, I think Disco Elysium is worth picking apart because it was a lot of people's game of the year in 2019 and it had a lot of sort of cr- critical favor around then. And it's been something that me and you have been looking forward to as this... It's weird because I think one of the best things about it is the story. It's the way that it unfills itself. It is this game that has this whole mechanic around building thoughts and realizing which thoughts connect to each other. And you can, um, you know, pick specific things to focus on that you mull over and unlock different points towards something like being more authoritative in conversations or um, analyzing crime scenes or whatever. But it is a detective game. Like, that's the main thing that I think, I didn't know anything going in, but it, like the basic structure is that you are this hungover, completely burnt out cop who doesn't remember anything at all. Um, and that lets you sort of mold him as you go forward. Um, trying to solve this murder that apparently you've already arrived on the scene to do. And then for whatever reason, you got off your face, mad drunk, <laughs> proper the hangover. It's, to be honest, it is the hangover. Like it is literally, yeah. I don't remember anything. 
but something was in motion before and then you have to try and pick up the pieces. But that also factors into how does your thoughts come together? How do you approach this case? Uh, what are your personal philosophies and politics and everything else? Um, what's your thoughts on it? What's your general sort of vibe on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I went into this game wanting to enjoy it. So I want to just like put that on the table first. I've been looking forward to it. Like even before it was announced, I was checking Wikipedia every two weeks, wondering <laughs> if they finally announced a PC, I mean, a PlayStation and part of it. So it's finally mm -hmm. arrived. And even with those lofty expectations, it's continuing to live up to them. I'm, I'm about 14 hours in, but I think I'm a touch behind you. I've been taking it very slow, just kind of like drinking, drinking it all in. Mm -hmm. And I just love like everything from the atmosphere to the aesthetic to just like the central conceit, like you said, of waking up completely hungover after a night um, sporting party eyes. And you need to figure out what you're doing, why you're a cop, what's going on with this murder, and then it just like talking to people, talking like through it. I mm -hmm. think the game's got like a wicked sense of humor that's had me genuinely like belly laughing as yeah, I go. Same. I think it's just so funny. And like, it's just the writing is, is so great. And like, I, I want to find out more about the world. I love it when you have like a breakthrough in the, in the, um, the actual case itself. We won't get into spoilers here, but mm. you know, when everything starts to click into place, it's just, it's just an awesome experience, at least so far. And like, mm -hmm. I can't wait to finish work today so I can go to the new area that I've unlocked tonight. And, the you thing know, is, like, yeah, because I actually, I was doing like sort of six, seven hour stints with it. And then I hit, like, because it's worth pointing out that right now, if you pick it up right now and you don't have the 1.2 patch, it is a little, it is quite buggy on consoles. And there is like certain NPC dialogue won't play or like in the case of where I'm at, I'm slightly ahead of you in regards to like, oh, we found between talking to each other, we've sort of realized that I'm apparently slightly ahead on certain aspects of the case. Um, but one of the biggest bugs is like, is there are quest blocking bugs? Like maybe you can't pick up an item um, or like there's a character you can't talk to, or maybe a cutscene just repeats itself rather than. And advancing or something like that. Um, the developers, uh, Zaum, Z-A slash U-M, I'm going to call them Zaum, um, they've said that they are aware of that stuff. They were collecting, they, they had a whole Google Sheets uh, bug report across the weekend um, that I and many others filled out and they've addressed that stuff. They said there's a 1.2 patch fixing everything. Um, so if you're kind of holding back a little bit, assumedly it'll be fixed this week. Like, I mean, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, the game, like it absolutely, the thing is like, because you start out as just this total hungover dude and you can literally say to people when they're, they're sort of asking, because you meet up with your partner, um, Kim Kutaragi, and he's just saying like, well, look, like, you know, what, what, what progress have you made? What have you found out? There's this body hanging from a tree. We need to go find out what's happened. And you can literally say to him, like ostensibly, what's a tree? What's the police? What's going on? Who am I? Um, and literally play it as dumb as you want. Um, and I think that one thing that advances over time is that you have this big sort of play space to explore in your own time. Like there is a timer element to it, like different things happen across the day. Um, different characters will be in different places, or maybe you need to wait until, because the game starts on Monday, maybe you need to wait until Wednesday or whatever for a certain pathway to open up. Um, but because you have that play space and you're aware of where certain characters will be at certain times, once things start coming together and you sort of regain a bit of agency and go like, okay, I actually know who I am now. I know what I was doing before. Um, and I know what sort of leads need to be followed up. Or I know which pieces of evidence I need to take to other characters. There's something about it's proper Mass Effect 2 vibes where I just, mm -hmm. every time in Mass Effect 2, I would just canvas the whole Normandy ship to just see what new dialogue was there for those characters. And I'm in that mode now. Um, where I'm just loving having conversations. And it, for me, it yeah. hasn't been since a Mass Effect game that I've just loved talking to those characters. Um, and there are some characters that I sort of want to spotlight. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, like the weird addictive Moorish feel to it, like you are spending so much time talking, but like it has a weird, a weird set of gameplay loops that don't really make themselves visible until, uh, you know, a good few hours in. 
Yeah, totally. And like, it is, it is something that you find really addictive because every time you get through a conversation, you want to implement what you've learned, whether it's about yourself, mm. whether it's about the world, whether it's about the case, whatever you want to follow up on like certain things. And I think it's interesting that when you first start it, you get like a huge to-do list. You have a bunch of things that you need to sort out, you need to find. Which you know, was crazy badge, in the first instance. place. I was like yeah. overwhelmed by that initially. Well, totally. It's overwhelming. But for me, it was in a good way because, you know, we, we were comparing what we did in the first day and you went and did stuff that i didn't get around to until the second day and that was like hours and hours of content you know, i did we, get we lost to be went... fair i did wonder because you get told like hey because you're in a hotel it's like leave the hotel and there's a body hanging from a tree it's it's round the back is what they say and i just for whatever reason i don't know why but i ended up just i, I don't know why i literally don't know why if i think back on it i don't know why i didn't go the direction that i guess you would say is pretty obvious but i didn't go towards the body so i went and spent like an hour talking to all the townsfolk and talking to a load of different people and finding out all this different context about the world and then it was in the afternoon of the first day where I was like, oh yeah, I should probably go find out what that body was. And then I eventually got back to where you actually started the game. Well, it's good because I like that, even though that's obviously the most pressing thing, go and figure out what the body's up to and what's going on there. <laughs> like you don't have to do it. It doesn't impact like what's going on. Like for me, I made a bunch of breakthroughs and that body was still in the back, like hanging like, around. And like, I just didn't literally. like solve it. And, like me and Kim were like, we should, we should pretty much, we should figure out what's going on with this body at oh, some so, point. You know, we can't keep this dude stinking out there. Like, so where you are right now, have you not, yeah, that's the thing. You you haven't actually solved like the main case yet. Or you haven't like made main progress in that. Because I think it's worth delving into, again, without without spoilers, Um, the fact that you, one of the reasons this game is so championed is that you can have these completely different uh, paths through the game. Like you can, like for me, I've resolved the vast majority of that initial case and I'm now into something else. Um, but like for you, have you been doing everything else and leaving the sort of the quote unquote main case until later? Um, no, because I've just no. been doing it in a different way. So I didn't go and analyze the body. I just, like you said, the game is so open that I found all of that information out through other avenues. So I've, mm. I know how the character died. I know the manner and why, what happened to him, why he's there and stuff like that. All of that information I got, mm -hmm. I just got it in a way where I didn't interact with the body itself. See, that, that's threats, really you know? cool because you didn't do the autopsy. You didn't do that stuff. No. Oh, I, just, okay. I did that last night after right. I had all of the information and it was just me and Kim kind of confirming what we already knew. It was essentially, we used that to corroborate the story that we got off another character and kind of like yeah. confirm it. So we didn't get out any leads from there. That was right. just kind of finally getting around to it and being like, oh yeah, this matches with what they said. So it must be true, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, this mustn't be true. Mine was the total opposite because there's also a, one of the facets of the fact that your character is so out of it is that they don't know where their badge, their gun, anything that they had on them is. Like it's, it's literally just the hangover style. You might, I think you literally do start <laughs> in your underwear being like, what the hell's happened? And so I didn't have my case file at that point. Um, so you can, you can borrow uh, pieces of paper to fill out like the proper report from your partner you can also that's another thing we'll, we'll get into this but you can you can totally be a complete mess it's like the postal games like if you literally just want to take a bunch of drugs keep getting drunk not solve anything um, <laughs> and just explore the the dialogue side of it um you know you can be full-on like an absolute monstrous racist if you want to be like there are characters that talk to you in that manner and you can be like yeah i totally know what you mean or whatever and go down that route like they've i haven't done that stuff yet but they've, they totally let you do those dialogue options like they want you to be completely open with that stuff um but yeah in regards to sort of like seeking out where that main bit goes um i didn't have the case file thing on me at all so even that affected how we did the autopsy and then me and um partner kim sort of like he sort of led the way like so oh, this means this this contusion means this or whatever and my mm -hmm. character i had options to say 
um, oh, I don't think so, or we should investigate this further. But for me, on the back foot, being this drunk, complete weirdo, I was just like, yeah, that sounds good. Sure, let's just get through the day. Like very much what I would do if I was like blasted out my face and we were just getting through a shift. Like in totally, like that element of role playing has been such a joy to indulge in because this guy is a complete tragedy of a man. And it's up <laughs> to you whether or not you want to try to reform him, try to redeem him, or just uh-huh. continue indulging in these behaviors. And I love like the system at the core of it that keeps it together for me isn't just the kind of, you know, the talking to people or the t- detective work. It's the way that your thoughts battle for control of your mind. Mm. So when you're building a character, you have like, I think it's like 24, 23 um, different traits that you can pump experience points into. So, you know, you've got like um, rhetoric, for instance, which makes you a better conversationalist. You've got mm. logic, which allows you to piece things together. You've got wackier things like um, one called Inland, In- Inland Empire, which lets you understand the feelings of inanimate objects. I was just going like to say, because when we were first talking about how we were building our characters and I was like, well, I put it into uh, logic and empathy and I'm trying to play it like myself. So I was like, well, if I was a detective, I would want to know the every the source of every piece of evidence. I would want to know, like, I want to empathize with these characters. What are their feelings towards this case? How do I, how do I figure this out? How would I figure this out? And I talked to you and you were like, I put points into talking to chairs. And that's how I figured <laughs> out. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but like, cool. Well, um, the way I'm building my guy, I've mentioned this to you, but the way I'm building mm-hmm. my detective is essentially he's Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. <laughs> if he was a complete mess and a drug addict. So he's got right. tapped into this kind of otherworldly kind of like sensibility. He kind of knows what's going on just through intuition, but also at the same time, he's craving for a return to the party eyes and stuff like that. But I love when you're in dialogue of your, you know, talking to yourself, even the, the way for me, it's like the, the, the way the thoughts battle for control of, the character you know you've got like Mm. all of these different intruding angles you can be entirely kind of like fueled by your lust for drink drugs and vices (laughs) or you can be a respectable policeman and have that side of your brain kind of like jumping in and i like that every time they jump in you know they tell you a different kind of part of whatever situation you're in but you can also fight against it you know Mm. if some you might have a part of your brain that's like oh you've answered quite um, interesting in regards to the past few conversations. And it's like, are you a fascist, sir? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I don't think so. Am I, am I a fascist? Well, the, thing, the thing that threw me off is that, because the game has no tutorial at all. So like, there's a, there's, that, that's the thing. You, uh, you take place in regular conversations. You have dialogue with all these different characters. And then at certain points when you're in between, as you're just exploring in the world, um, you'll get like an X prompt over uh, your main dude. Uh, and the reason we're not saying the name is that that is in itself part of the story. Um, but like you'll get an you'll get an X prompt or a prompt over their head, and once you go on that, it'll say like, "Hey, do you want to subscribe to the Church of whatever, or like you know the the Ministry of whatever, being you know the the body of thoughts that encompasses that particular thing? So whether that's an authoritative thing, like you said, like authority is one of the thought processes that makes up your character. It's weird to describe it, but I think that for me, because there's no tutorial at the very beginning when it popped up and said like, "Hey, do you want to subscribe?" It was like the Church of empathy or something like that and the way that it's phrased is almost quite poetic because there's there's quite a high level of writing in the game anyway and then they're trying to sort of conceptualize what it means to sort of devote yourself to this like empathetical thought process and i just went no like i don't know what that is like i just did i couldn't at the very beginning and i guess in a way i could argue that it's it's intentional because obviously your character is so out of it for the first few hours um unless you seek out some some pain medication some headache tablets and you sort of like manage to sober him up um 
that whole thing, I don't know if you have the same process, the same feeling with like the lack of a tutorial and the lack of guidance or whether that actually factors in or not. Because I retrospectively, I can get why they did it like that. Um, but that whole thing of the game suggesting from your basic dialogue, like, hey, maybe you want to subscribe to this thought process. For me, in amongst everything else, just being so all over the place at the beginning, I had no idea what that stuff was. And so it was only hours in that I was like, oh, I should have been, I should have said yes to that because then I could have explored yeah. that thought. You don't actually have to um, commit to it later, but it's more about your brain exploring thoughts and realizing who you are yes. after you've unlocked all those thoughts. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was definitely overwhelming at first and I didn't know what was going on. The thought cabinet where you get all those thoughts and you can mm-hmm. like pull them over and stuff. That was the only part of the game that I had to like Google to figure out what right. it was because I didn't think the game adequately explained it. No, But I do love that it just gives you like these kind of like just ridiculous concepts right at the beginning and it pushes you down certain avenues and you can take them. And that like grants you different buffs. It allows you different um, dialogue options and stuff. But I mm. think the important thing is that you can forget them. You can decide that that's not you. You know, you can flirt with stuff and you won't be locked into it. You can suddenly mm. decide that, no, I don't want to pursue this anymore. I want to put points into something else. I want to forget that thought. I want to replace it with, you know, whatever, an, mm. an opposing thing. And I just thought that was so cool that you're essentially like, like you said, you're like this amnesiac cop and you're feeling your way around this world and you're going to make mistakes. I think that's the most important part Mm. of the game. Like you're going to mess things up. You're going to fail prompts that you have an 89% chance of succeeding. That thing is so XCOM. It's like, oh, 95% (laughs) chance it's going to work. Oh, you failed it. But I've got, I've got through (laughs) on 3% ones. So I just wrote everything. I'm like, well, I might as well. You might as well. I I like that though. I think that will piss a lot of people (laughs) off. But for me, I'm like, this fits with the, the entire approach the game has set up so far, the way that this character is. Sometimes mm. he can just fluke his way through certain <laughs> um, scenarios, and other times you might have done all of the police work. You might have got everything to boost your chances, mm. and it still doesn't work. You know, you still got to find another. I don't know, thing. man. I, that, yeah, I like it, but I can see why it might annoy you because you're like, well, what reward do I get for putting in everything? I think it's just you know? that when you spec towards a certain thing, like I've spec towards logic. So it's like, the game also tells you that if you spec entirely towards a specific thing, you will then be completely devoted to it. So for example, if you completely spec towards logic, it warns you that you will only ever see the world in like binary or black and white, and you'll only ever be factual and you won't be able to actually have a conversation with anybody anymore. So you definitely want to be like, you definitely want to mix out your thoughts and stuff. But the thing that annoys me in regards to the percentage stuff sometimes is that if I've Expect a decent amount towards that thing and my and it's a big story moment there's a very like you know story integral character i'm talking to them and i'm about to like break them and get some information and it, and then they go oh what evidence do you have and then you can be like well logic this says that you were here at this point at this time of the day and i know that because this other character said this 97 chance that i've got you bang and it doesn't work and then it's like <laughs> Well, cool then. Like, oh, I guess I'll just yeah. figure something else out. And most of the time, although every single time, something even more memorable has come from that, which kind of makes me wonder, because I'm always trying to think of like, how are the cogs turning behind the scenes? Like how much is the game serving these scenarios up versus you sort of manufacturing them yourself? Um, but yeah, that was one of the only times that I sort of went like, well, that kind of sucks, uh, minus the bug stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, everything else feels like it's always serving something up anyway. I mean, basically yeah. the way that we've specced our characters, I, th- I think the voices in your character's head will be different to mine anyway, which is kind of fascinating. Mine are ravenous, man. Like mine are <laughs> complete liabilities at times. I pumped a lot of points into, like I said, Inland Empire was my, mm. you get to pick a sort of um, key trait before mm. you start the game that you know automatically is a bit higher but since then i put a lot into drama as well so i'm very yeah, theatrical see, that's the stuff that i've avoided for god right see that's very good like i, I love the voice for drama it's right. the same voice i went through but the dialogue for drama i guess it's like it's so theatrical and ridiculous <laughs> and it but, it but it is helpful you know because the points yeah. are helpful ultimately and i just I, 
it's just it's just such a fascinating game man and i'm, I'm excited to like go back through and respect in a completely different way to maybe get an experience that you've had but when it comes to like the percentage roll stuff when it comes to like one of those high percentages that you miss i haven't missed that much because right. it is you know 90 percent. so when it does um not work it's it's memorable because you mm. should have won it obviously but it hasn't happened enough time for me to go well this is useless it's useless doing mm. the leg work if it's going to be a 50 50 chance and um, because like you said something else alternative always kind of comes from it mm. and it opens up like a style of play that i might not have indulged in before i might not have even put any points in like originally i put nothing into my guys like physicality it was not someone right who would do well in a fight. But then when I fluked my way through a fight once, I thought, well, this is probably something to focus on or at least uh-huh. build up a little bit. And then I kind of like put a few points into that. And I it opened up an entire different style of play that I might not have got if I was just trying to drama or you know logic my way through something. So I was that kind of made me appreciate it more those it's weird. losses rather than winning. It's weird with that stuff because, yeah, you have these sort of like four main like pillars of uh, points, I guess. And one of them is like a more physics-based thing, like being physically intimidating or I forget what the other three are, but uh, I didn't have any points in that either. But there's one bit at the beginning when you come up against this guy who's like blocking the way to get through somewhere. And one of the options for me was just give him a roundhouse kick. So I was just <laughs> like, I'll yeah, I'll totally do that. And it only had a 3% chance to work, but it did work. Um, and I think nice. it is actually the animation that's in one of the trailers um, where you're doing dude who's like hung over to hell just wants to get like headache medicine or whatever just busts out a full perfect roundhouse kick and takes down this dude in one hit and that guy's just knocked out for like a considerable amount of time and everyone else is like oh my god what have you done um but things like that i think that it's weird because it's sort of like you know in regards to the thought stuff it it encourages you to experiment with different thoughts but then some of the options in regards to like oh if this scene plays out i want to see what that's like um without like going too overboard with it because i'm still trying to play the way that i think i would have my agency in this world well what i love is that you have to actually you you have to actually think about it you know when you're like (laughs) looking through like these options and stuff Uh because you've got so many warring voices in your head you might have an option like that roundhouse kick thing where Mm. you get logic saying look analyze his kind of like fight process do this but then you might get like your physical intimidatedness rushing (laughs) and being like no don't think about it just 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 whack him again Mm -hmm. and then in that moment you kind of have to be like right which of these do i trust more which of these kind of can assess the situation better like which mm-hmm. part of myself do i trust i thought that was so fascinating because the first time i did that thing i just trusted the first voice in my head that kind of popped up because it was a success it was like right you've got him on the back foot just mm-hmm. give him a right hook or something so i was like right. okay i'll give him a right hook uh-huh. then he, he completely <laughs> dodged it and then the same part of my head was like oh that was a mistake. I'm sorry. And I was like, well, you told me to do it. <laughs> That's pretty great. I didn't get I, the, the nearest thing I've got to like one of the voices feeling like it has like a personality. Is, have you got any points in electrochemistry? Have you yeah. missed that? Yeah. Because no, that's yeah, the yeah. one that just wants to get hammered, like drunk and take drugs and do everything. And I just thought that like, I don't I forget how I initially put points into that. But for whatever reason, electrochemistry is one of the most regular voices in my dude's head um, where like, you know, you'll find different pieces of evidence. Like, like I said, like you'll find drugs, you'll find access to alcohol, you'll find these different things. And this dude, I mean, you should also point out that the voiceover, I was Googling the dude's name because it's apparently it's a really well-known jazz musician called uh, Lenville Brown. And um, he's he's the guy that does all the voices uh, for all the different thought processes, but he does put on different sort of like intonations or affectations for different types. Like he plays the electrochemistry is like this full on like, yeah, man, just take it, just take this thing, just whatever you want, like, don't worry about it. Um, and that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like voices warring in my dude's head, electrochemistry is always like butting in to be like, just take it, just snort this thing. Let's just get this party eyes, baby. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and I'm always like, that's always paired off against um, logic. And I forget what the other sort of voices are that, that promote the idea of being like the good cop. 
And yeah. one thing I was going to mention, because the thing is, like, playing as a good cop, uh, one, like, church of thought that this thing suggested was this, like, being a boring cop. Like, to me, it popped up and it was like, you like doing everything by the book. You're clearly trying to solve this case. Um, you don't care about, you know, getting drunk or whatever. Um, do you want to subscribe to the thought process of being, they had a name for it, so like, bore cop or boring cop. And in that instance, I was like, well, no, like I, I do want to engage with everything else that's here. It's just that I'm here. I, it was like my video game brain was like, well, I do want to make some actual progress. I don't just want to postal it or GTA it like on a wanted mm-hmm. level style thing. I want to do this stuff. Um, but if you had like any moments like that where it suggested something where you've gone like, no, I don't want to go down this route because it feels like it'll block something off. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. 
Not necessarily like that. I've never had like a sort of instance where I've worried that it's going to block something off in the future. Mm. There have been moments where I've had like a thought process where I've decided that's not who I want this character to be or it's I don't think that's what the character would say in that moment. So I've kind of, you know, told them to F off or just like go away, (laughs) even though it might have sounded appealing. Like to me, my character has an issue with authority in general, whether that's in the actual like flesh and establishments or just in his head. So every right. single time they mention something like that, he just flips them off and like decides not that's to go for it. One um, thing that I, like, in that regard, like, because at the very beginning, like I said uh, earlier on, like I didn't go to the murder scene initially. I ended up wandering away and I talked to this character called Judith or Joyce, one of the two. Uh, and she's like a union. She's been sent in to sort of quell one of the uprisings between like the union workers um, and this other company that they're sort of like rebelling against because they just want to work or whatever. And she's been like put in there to try and make peace. And so she was one of the first characters that I talked to. Um, and so like my, like, the, you know, the loads of options that it gives you at the beginning, or at least from her, were like, this is the history of the world because your dude is so out of it. You can be like, literally, I don't remember anything. Tell me what humans are doing in this place. And that like serves as your sort of backstory. But from there, um, you then she sort of says it well this war happened between these two factions and like you know what are your thoughts on that and you could literally be like oh filthy commies they should have all been shot or like like, oh i'm totally with the anarchists we should have done this and so like there was a point for me where at the beginning i was like well i personally as literally me i'm not educated enough to like war in on this stuff so like i had to just go with the I'm not, because one of the options is I'm not comfortable saying anything on this yet, which again, I don't know how intentional that is. And it might be because I went to that character too early, but there was a point at the beginning where I was like, this game really wants me to have opinions. And like, I Mm -hmm. can totally have some opinions, but I need more info on the context. I need more info on what I'm saying. It's not just going to be a base political opinion, devoid of context, intent, everything else. And so like, I didn't, again, I don't know if you had like those sort of um, interactions where you were just like, I want to wait before I weigh in on this stuff, because it feels like it's, you know, it's tracking everything you're saying. And so for me, I was like, I'm going to, I need to, I need more information. And where I am now, I can have those conversations. I can weigh in and say, oh, this person was in the wrong, in the right, whatever. Um, But at the beginning, it all kind of folds into that maelstrom of like, oh my God, there's so much here. And it's very sociopolitical. It's very like, yeah, conversations on the state of the world and state of like, you know, personal agency in these different sort of um, political realms of thought. And I was like, I have no, um, you know, hook to actually have a conversation on this stuff in the context that's given. Yeah, I mean, totally, especially early on um, when you're kind of like feeling your way through those conversations, like it's a lot to take in. I do like Mm. that they give you the option to kind of like report back later when you do know more. But I also like that in those moments, you do get to like have extreme reactions, even though you don't know what on earth is happening. I thought (laughs) that was quite funny and quite informed the character as well, because it's just like, yeah, they're learning this for the first time. Maybe they would just ascribe to the first thing they hear, Mm. you know, because it sounds good and it involves them. So then they're like, yeah. Which does reflect a lot of people online sometimes. Yeah, Totally, yeah. But I like in those conversations as well that it's not just like it's not just a political alignment singulate. It's not no. just, you know, you're not just answering questions to figure out where you fit on the scale. You also have to take into consideration, obviously, the context of the world, but more mm. importantly, who you're talking to and whether and how much you want information for them and how much you want them, how much you want to play them and manipulate them. You might mm. play into someone's good books and ascribe to a thought process you don't agree with in real life to get more information from them. And you might not feel good about it. Or Kim, for instance, might be like, I don't think we should have done that, but it's something that you <laughs> kind of like can do and you have to take into consideration. So I like that when it comes to like those kind of moments, they can be blisteringly funny and ultimately mean nothing, but also in the key moments, you have to be like, right, how much do I 
want to get information from this person versus how much will I feel like I've lost my mm. dignity or gone against what I truly believe in if I do side with them. Like there are a few missions in the game that I've turned down because I felt like me in real life and also the character that I'm playing wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't right. want to get that kind of like grimy with certain things. So we've been like, Same. look, it's not worth it. I'm going to find a different way. And I, I like that that's in there because obviously, you know, it's a game. It's not a, it's not passing judgment on you as a person, but I like mm. that, you know, you can draw the line and be like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'll find another way, even <laughs> if it's going to be really difficult, you know, like screw mm. you. Yeah, I think that that stuff, like, it's weird because I always have this issue when I'm playing any game with a whole ton of different options where it's like, how much am I committing to this thing? Or um, do I have faith in the developers, faith in the writing, the quality of the writing, that there's going to be something else further down the line that actually lets me double cross them? Like, I'm mm. like I'm saying temporarily that I'll side with someone to get this information because my gamer brain wants to progress the overall story. And I know that this character knows the thing that I need to know. Um, but I also like don't want to be seen with them. And it's like, how much is that? How much am I locked into that path? And I think that a lot of the like genius of the writing for the most part comes through in saying like, hey, look, we're, we are going to give you agency the whole way through. Like you're going to be able to, even at the last minute, pull back and say, actually, I don't want to work with them, even though you have just done the thing that would have got them in their good books or whatever. I'm keeping it so vague, but I think yeah. that I, I've had a couple of interactions like that where um, characters have been like, oh, you're with them now because you did this. And I can literally be like, no, F you, I just did that because I needed this item or like mm -hmm. I just needed to do this thing to get through this door or whatever um and it's weird because I think like in games it's always a back and forth thing of like do I do what the character would do based on the context or do I do what I want to see as the player and I think yeah. sometimes those things kind of mesh a little bit um I was going to mention the I do think it's a, a little bit of a like a it, it bugged me a bit where like I said personally like I'm not keeping up on you know various sort of like you know political alignments different philosophies philosophies that go into different political thoughts so when they very brazenly throw up like filthy commie this and whatever capitalist dog and whatever else i'm like well like i vaguely know those things or i know them enough to have a conversation about them but not to have like a like not to get so involved in the game i wish that you could ask people sorry what do you mean because mm -hmm. you can say what is the police what's a murder <laughs> what do you mean like you know what is what are these basic things and it's obviously played for like laughs kind of thing because most characters are just like what do you mean but I wish I could just stop them and be like, sorry, what's your definition of socialism in this context? Like, what would you, what do you, what would, what are you aiming for? What would you, what's the ideal outcome? And then that would let me sort of have more agency in it. But again, I don't know how intentional that is because you form those opinions over time. Um, but I guess you didn't have that issue because you're, you're way more like politically knowledgeable than I am anyway. Like I'm not keeping okay. up with that stuff. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, like, obviously I think the game, like ex obviously expects you to know certain, you know, political terms certain mm -hmm. political schools of thought and stuff like that and that can, might help you early on especially if you're making the kind of like those like it's busting out the, the bourgeoisie straight away and i was yeah. like i remember that and i i told you this on on slack that my reference point for what proletariat is comes from family guy it's when <laughs> um, stewie says eviscerate the proletariat and i was like oh that's a term i, I vaguely know what that is but that's my reference point yeah, I mean, I think you, you do learn enough more about them later on. Like, you you can ask, you know, if you get, like, early on, like, the first thought thing I got, the first trophy I got was, like, you've done a lot of left-leaning stuff. I think you might be a bad commie. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be a bad commie. Yeah, that sounds, nice. that sounds fine. 
Um, so I did that. And, but in that situation, I could ask like, what's communism? What are they in this oh, see, context I never got, stuff? Because Which for me, the cool, only but... time where I identified quote unquote what I was, and I will say at this point, I've only got two trophies. The first one I got was literally called the, the most boring centrist in the world. <laughs> and that, was, that wasn't from subscribing to a train of thought. That was given for um, aligning with the political center seven times in any conversation, um, which was more just saying, I don't want to freak out about either side at this moment. I just want to know what the, the evidence is or whatever. Um, and then the other one was, I forget the name of it, but the other one was a more communistic thing where it was just sort of like aligning with like the a group greater good or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, but then like you were saying before, like the game doesn't feel like it's passing judgment, but I feel like the trophy text kind of does. But I also wonder if all of that trophy text is just lampooning everything all at once. Cause it's, yeah. it's whole message is just like, even the term disco Elysium is uh, referencing like the idea that humanity is just a bunch of apes dancing at a disco, trying to be a, be amazed by a disco ball in the middle. And we're all trying to get there and we're all just apes duking it out. Like, you know, that's totally. all humanity is anyway. I mean, if you look at like those trophies or you look at like the descriptions where you like ascribe to something, it's mm. all, it's very much like, you know, pushing it as far as it can go and like taking the piss out of it, especially in like this context <laughs> where everything's just completely blown out, blown out of proportion. But for me, like vaguely knowing about that stuff and like going into it, it just, it just allowed me to like have fun with it. Like at the yeah. start where I was just like, I was literally going around hugging all of the working class people. And I was like, yes, we have solidarity, <laughs> but to the point where it was like a parody and people were like, what? What you're doing? This is right. not what we need. I've never done like, yeah. the option to hug anybody. I would have totally done that. You should have done it. So, like, yeah, like those instances, I was kind of like just vaguely answering um things that I'm kind of like myself politically aligned with. You know, mm. like I was like, yes, give work workers' rights. You know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like helping well, the, was- helping out the working class and stuff. But yeah, apart from that, like I think it does open up to be more about like gives you more information, lets you kind of like. Uh, search for different kind of like conversations and feel out conversations in a way where you have more knowledge about the Mm. actual history of this place because that's something that like I just found myself really interested in normally when it comes to games like this and their law and mythology I'm kind of like well I'll get the basics but I'm not going to be here for the full thing I'm not going to be going around reading all the books in Skyrim or anything Mm. like that but here I'm like what's this statue about what's its significance who are these people how do they what do the victors have to say about them. Mm-hmm. What do the people who are aligned with them, like the, the losers have to say about them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting getting all of the different perspectives on a history that feels so tangible. I thought that was really cool. That's one thing I really should have said earlier on when we, when we outlined what disco was. It is set in a fictional place. It is almost like a, it's got like tinges of cyberpunk. Like it's got little tinges of like a, like a future city gone bad. Like there's just, it's set in this uh, fictional place called Revachol and you're in the like city or the town or whatever of uh, Martinez and there's a few different places but you can if you talk to that judith character or joyce forget her name she's to the west she's away from the main body yeah uh you talk to her about the history of the world and she tells you like look where it's set in like 1957 or something um, and she tells you about the world wars that happened like decades prior that have influenced why um so many different political alignments are so charged and you can't identify yourself as a liberal that's like something you just wouldn't do but you can go down these other routes and have these conversations with these um other like being more communist or something like that and i think like all that stuff like you said is fascinating fascinating my dumb brain though uh one like you know was a bit lost off with like when she just starts like oh i can re- my character can reply with like oh that's such a bourgeois thing to say and i'm like i don't even know my own name but i can bust <laughs> that out and i'm just like that's a bit weird um but also when she starts like reeling off um 
<laughs> different country names and different, um, you know, like locations that were involved in these different wars. And my dumb brain was just like, are these real places? Do I need to know this? Is this actual <laughs> real world history that I also don't know? Because um, it is this melting pot of like terminology and like I said, political alignment and all these different things. There's just geography and um, politics just personally are not two things that I keep up with unless they come across my radar and then I'll get involved. Um, oh, dude, no, but, like geography, yeah. geography, especially like I'm just <laughs> terrible at. So every, every single time, like for some of the stuff, I don't need a re- repeat. I don't need to know what the revolution was about again and stuff like right. that, for instance. But I need to know where all of the different islands are because I have yes. no idea. I forget it every time. And I'm like, where <laughs> are you talking about again? Geography uh-huh. is just, it's an elusive thing in my brain, man. I know, and I, I don't know how much of it, and obviously, well, I will say all of this is obviously a lot of my white privilege talking because I have the privilege to not have to involve in those things. But, totally. but one of the best things about the game is that, you know, through all the thought revelations and like through being, with the game being so confident in that use of terminology and in its, like, in its use of political conversation and not in a way that makes you feel, um, other than I can't ask for certain explanations of things, it doesn't make you feel small. Um, you know, you can get full on involved with these different things and flesh out these thought processes and see what that says about you. One of the best things about it has been holding up a mirror to me. And then there was one point when um, I didn't step in to defend someone initially. And again, the authority voice in my dude's head was like, that's weak. You should have said something. Um, and I was like, yeah, maybe like, yeah, maybe in those instances I should jump in more. Um, but then also like that is paired off against like, you know, the empathy side of it or the logic side of it saying like, well, maybe you need to wait until you know all the the factors in this altercation and then you can get involved, which is way more how I would handle a scenario in real life. But I think the fact that they coded something that recognizes that is in itself phenomenal. Totally. I mean, like the way it's sort of it manages, like you said, to still hold that mirror up, even in this like ridiculous scenario that, like I said, is just it's so funny, but so like satirical at the same time. Like mm. I just, again, I want to find out more about like these worlds. I want to find more about like these different factions and what they're interested in. Like it was, it was really interesting where I was talking to one character and I thought I was getting on with them quite fine <laughs> until we got to know each other a bit more. And then they said something very dodgy and I thought, Ooh, you've just oh, ruined no. it all there. I don't know if I want to <laughs> work for you people no more or be associated with you or whatever. And I think the fact that it can do that, mm-hmm. the depth of its writing is so strong that, you know, it just completely pays off. I think the voice acting is really good as well. Obviously, totally. like I said before, like that's new for the final cut. And mm-hmm. not only is like the main guy who, who takes control of like your all your thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. really excellent. Like everyone around you from Joyce to like, I forget her name, but it's like an old woman in a wheelchair who was yes. just like the loveliest See, like, I, grandma I, ever. Speaking of like the voice acting, I can't imagine what it was like going through this and not having Kuno have a voice because <laughs> Kuno is one of the best. He's like, he's an absolute like rotter of a person. Oh, he seems to gremlin. be. Gremlin. Yeah, a little gremlin. He's just this little angry child who's throwing <laughs> stones at the body when you first go there to, uh, to analyze the crime scene. And you can talk to him and his, his, I think it's his sister that's there. Um, and you can have this whole conversation with him, but you do find out why he's so messed up. And he does have like little quests for you to sort of go on. Nothing is ever advertised, signposted um, as like a side quest from these characters. You sort of have like a little, like a quest log. But in regards to him, he'll say like, hey, if you go over here, you can investigate this thing. And you do find out why he's so messed up but um his voice acting um is just brilliant like i mean there's so many characters like you said that old woman that you meet in the hotel um characters that i can't imagine them without the voice like that's what really makes the the whole thing pop yeah totally i mean i've got that i've had that glitch fortunately i've had no game breaking glitches or anything Mm. like that no frame rate drops but i have had a glitch 
where the voice acting just kind of like drops out yes. and I'm like, and I'm just reading it. And I'm, and I'm, when I'm reading it, I'm like, obviously the quality of the writing is keeping me in, but I'm just, I'm, I'm missing the voice acting. So it mm-hmm. is interesting that, you know, obviously it didn't have voice acting when it first released in 2019. And I feel like that does add so much, especially when you're playing it on a TV and I find the text quite small, even with it's it completely pushed up. my friend. It the really amount of, like, is. It's a whole conversation at the minute uh, that I'm having mostly internally that I think my eyes are dying. But I think that's also because we've been in like lockdown for over a year. And I'm just that's like, true. everything is blurrier these days. I'm like, oh, is that because I've been doing entire shifts on a laptop looking downwards at it for a year? Or Probably is it things like this game where the text's tiny? I'm like, oh, is it, am I getting old? Is it the screen? The fact that you're younger and you're having the same thing has, has given me peace of mind, to be honest. No, no, it is. It is certainly an issue. And I like that. You know, this time around, normally when I have games like this, which I obviously, you know, have voice actors and stuff, I will read the text and then I'll just like skip it once I've read it. But here I'm letting the voice acting play out in full for the most part. Uh. So I'm getting like the full experience and I'm finding that kind of, I feel like it fits the pace a bit more, at least for me. Like I don't normally do this, but I feel like, you know, I'm I'm allowed to drink it in a little bit more and I kind of like hang on every word in a way that I wouldn't otherwise and things Mm. feel a bit more impactful. And like I said, that has a lot to do with the voice acting, which in itself for a lot of it is like quite uncomfortable conventional like these don't sound like video game voice actors well i, I think I, in a way that works no apparently they're not apparently I, I read a whole thing that they um they they recruited different actors from the specific parts of the world that they wanted to connote so it's like this big global cool. cast um which i love um and i don't like obviously like i mean the vast majority if not all of the places mentioned have to be fictional i'm pretty sure they are but the whole uh, yeah. idea of it is this melting pot of different cultures and like uh, thought processes and it's weird because in the game they'll cite like oh it's this ancient um buddhist practice of sort of like doing this way of approaching the world and it's okay that's a real world thought that you've brought into your like fictional context but like the actual um people that you're mentioning um are perhaps not actually like a real world people like i wish i knew all that stuff just off the top of my head where i could be like oh that's so clever because that part's fictional but this part's actually real and you've brought that in or whatever um and i sort of get a bit lost off with that stuff one last thing that i want to mention before we wrap is just that um one of the reasons one of the things that i absolutely adore about it is um, when it makes the shift from like, you know, you, sp- you spent the first sort of, I don't know, a couple hours of the game being like completely burnt out, just being completely lost. Um, well, you can alter that a bit if you make a point of seeking out some like headache tablets and you get yourself like a drink and you sort of, you, you do what you would do if you were hungover and you start mm-hmm. piecing things together. But for me, one of the bits that I absolutely loved was when those dice rolls start going in your favor, when you realize that you have enough points to like actually control a situation and you actually start making breakthroughs in the case and like um, your character themselves starts kind of having more agency in that world and not being such a laughing stock and like being able to like follow up on leads and you start it all starts like netting itself together or knitting itself together that was one of my personal favorite moments where I get like four or five different dice rolls in a row I know what I'm going I know what I'm saying I have these opinions on this world because I know more about it um and that's why I was saying before that I wonder how much that opening sprawl is completely intentional without a tutorial because they want you to figure yourself out through the yeah. character and so when it finally starts coming together I was like this actually feels great like this is yeah. this is it makes everything totally work no I think I think it totally is I think you know that's a huge um part of why Kuno is one of the first characters <laughs> you're supposed to meet if you yeah. go straight to the body you know because it's literally you this hungover mess who you know you might not have even found your shoe at this point you might be one shoe down <laughs> talking to this like absolute gremlin child who's throwing stones at a thing and he's not giving you any answers he's swearing uh-huh. at you throwing homophobic slurs at you you know calling you a pedophile and stuff like that yeah. and you're just sort of in this situation where you're like i am hungover 
I'm a cop. I need to solve the case. You were giving me nothing. I might actually roundhouse kick you in the face. You know what I mean? You can't hit him, I think. I think one of the options is to hit him. I think you can try. I didn't dare because I thought he'd batter me. I was like, he's 12 (laughs) years old, but he still would batter me. But yeah, I think that's intentional to go from that to the point later on where you do feel in control. Like you said, you know, the character without giving too much away about his history, previously, you know, he has... He has he has the ability to be a good cop, and by mm. that I mean like close cases, you know, find things out, you know, solve crimes, mm. and it's just whether or not you kind of like want to get back to that level, and when you do or partly do, even if you're still doing it in the most disastrous way possible, which I totally am, and you know I've had to give in to some vices. There was one time where I broke it from Kim to break into a place to steal some speed to shoot up there so I could do a day's work. Really, like. That is dangerous stuff, but it's like you. you might do this total teetotal. Like I've not, I haven't drunk, I haven't done any drugs since the big binge at the very beginning that puts you there in the first place. Because I was like, no, if I if I've hit rock bottom and I'm coming back, like which like is like the story that I can or um, a thought process that I can sort of mirror from some friends that I've got and things like that. Stuff where people have hit the bottom and come back up again. I am all about on a personal level. I am all about the upward trajectory. I'm all about the redemption and that kind of thing. So my dude is like that's why I said like the thing that made me feel so good. Is when things actually start working again um but that's obviously in itself a comment on how i you know the things i would chase out in the world like i'm not gonna indulge in the vices um the thoughts are in the dude's head but like i'm not mm-hmm. gonna um like when the electrochemistry is like just shoot up all six lines of this thing in front of you and i'm just like <laughs> no electrochemistry we need to figure it out using logic sir no, I mean, that's like, that's what I'm so interested to see, like, not only what you've been doing, but what other people have been playing, whoever's listening to this, I'd be mm. really fascinated to see how they've like gone through the game, like the way they've molded their character, what things they've given into, what impulses they've given into, what they've kind of like stood firm against, because mm. I just think there's like so much variety and so many different ways you can go through it, so many different ways you can build that, yeah, we, you will get that, that same satisfying curve of starting from the bottom and eventually gaining some control, but I think everyone will get that control in a different way mm. and from a different place, whether it's through logic, whether it's through drinking drugs, whether it's through, punching like people. I said, yeah, punching people straight in the dick. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a way. And that's that's what I'm really enjoying about it. And I hope that it keeps up that level of freedom and that level of agency, like, going into the, the late game. I'm, I'm excited to see what I'm i tell you what's really fascinating uh, on a consumer data level is that the data that Zaum now have as developers, if they're tracking all these choices, all these different thought processes, they like that that data that is tracking so many different ways that we all think and play and like oh like oh like x many people gave into this guilty pleasure and x many people like tried to go with this but then they went down this other route and it's just like they tried this dice roll but they didn't work or they hovered over this dialogue option then they did this because i've had the game pop up and be like oh you hovered over that thing for too long and then you went to the next thing oh did you really mean this and it's just like like i said with the cogs whirring in the background like is it literally tracking every single thing that you're doing um Mm -hmm. because it does feel like that um, but yeah, so I mean, we might end up doing a, um, a spoiler cast depending on how uh, fast we get through it. There's April seems to be the month where actual games come out, um, or at least in regards to there's a PS5 exclusive towards the end of the month. Um, but yeah, we might do a Disco Elysium uh, spoiler thing in the future. For now, I've been Scott Tailford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.